0: This is on mm-hmm. Friday, right? Welcome to the weekly of the Zain We weekly. This is the the is um yeah, Paschus Emir and today is of course Pesach Sheni, as we all know I'm sure we all indulged in matzah that we've been so missing and craving um, and then of course those that don't eat Yibraks on Pesach saw to it that they made matzah brai and everything else they possibly could for those who don't make matzah brai on Pesach um mm. then we have of course the upcoming Lawema More importantly, of course, this week's Pasha Pasha Sembe. On the Shabbos, we'll be saying Peled Daled of Pirkei Avos. Lag Beimah. Let's involve ourselves a little bit further. Lag Beimah. We keep the score at home. Samach Beizam and Beizim. Masech Tzivonis. The Gemara tells us the Yerichva had twenty-four talmidim. Twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand. They all died in this one era. Why? If Nishlai Nogu covered Zebaza, they did not behave with covered one to the other. That's why we mourn with days of Sfidah. Like is the name Simcha because that's when they stopped to die. Most days talk about when Like B'Emer comes out on a Sunday According to most opinions, one can take a haircut already on Friday for the honor of Shabbos. Um, Chabad doesn't necessarily have that many. Chabad doesn't usually take haircuts in Seir itself; wait till after Shavuos, if need be. Close getting married. Slays me They didn't obviously be allowed to get haircut on Lagbame. And on the on Lagbame, the twenty four thousand Tabidan had finished dying. We need to understand this. Rabbi Akiva, every person has a certain message that they try to deliver to the world. Rabbi Akiva's message, the mission on which he was in, embarked was the value, the importance of Avicisro, of the Haftaracha Kamecha. We know what tells us last week. Basically, the Haftaracha Kamecha of the Akiva Himir, the Klaal Godel Batera. Why did you stop the In That case it's an oxymoron. His main message to Tommy was obviously Yisrael Ahem! So severe. Was their lack of Avas Yisrael They physically died. How is it possible? Dafke, his students, should fall into a trap. And if a person doesn't have COVID for another person, he needs to be put to death? So why did they all die also? (coughs) They all died in this one era. It's not possible. makes no sense. Common sense doesn't dictate. 24,000 people sinned so severely in this one time that they all died at the same time. Hazal are very very careful in their wording they don't say the students of Talmudim (laughs) it doesn't say they sinned with different hearts they were at odds with each other attacking one another Mouthing one another It's not what it says You know if you want to tell me They were vicious Maliciously talking Maliciously acting one against one another They were a terrible bunch I can almost grasp what you're talking about. That's not what happened. They COVID, they didn't have honor one for the other. As students of Rivakiva, they knew the myths of Abbas Yisrael. Their main fake focus of a problem was to honor one another. Why? Because every one of them felt that they understood they were the one clearest and most capable of understanding and relaying the message of their teacher. Hence, they felt they didn't have the proper honor one for another simply meaning you understand but not like me you have the grasp of the tailor without ever saying but not like I do This is a klal. The Chazal tell us if he can keep his score at home. his Sanhedrin, the mind frames were not the same. This is obviously what took place with the students of Rabbi Akiva. Last week we spoke about this as well. You can hear a speech. Sit in a room with a hundred people. Listening to a speaker speak on a certain theme, a certain topic. And afterwards, interview each person separately. person will come out with his message, the message he heard, the point that he derives from that speech. However, we need to respect that. Respect the opinion of the other. He heard different. The message he took was different. <laughs> no, not going into it. Stu. Had zero tolerance for his fellow student. You did not understand what Rebbe said. You are grasping something else. You're taking a different point. You're taking something totally different. You're grasping on straws that don't even exist. they had Avis Yisrael, though out of Avicisral, each one tried to convince the other one that his opinion was right when they saw they weren't getting anywhere they couldn't respect him You're not grasping what I'm telling you, you're not grasping what the teacher's teaching us. I, I just can't, I can't, I can't relate to you. This was the COVID, the lack of COVID that they had for one another. So, why? Death. Why was this punishable by death? When the number of students at Rabbi Akiva reached twenty four thousand, it's a pretty large amount. This woke up in Ayn Hara. <coughs> Now we know, the Gemara Yirshalmi, Sanheddin and Pei Bez, Allah Kabez. This number of 24 is connected with Mirisadin. Ayyanhara is awakened from Mirisadin. therefore the Midas Adin of the days of Sviras Eimer caused the ultimate punishment of death had they been totally united with Yisrael, Avet Yisrael, this would have protected them from all the punishments since they did not act with covet, with honor, one for the other. This caused midas <coughs> din to come about. They could not be protected, and this is why they all passed away in one era. The message, therefore, of, of Lag B'ayma is a simple, clear one. We need to be complete with our Avas Yisrael. The way we act with honor, even to someone who understands a different opinion of the way the Rebbe says something. In the life of Rabbi Shimon Ba'Yechay, this happened as well. And Rebbe Shimon Ba is the one that's tied directly with Lag Baimeh. If you're keeping score at home, we say, the Shabbos, the famous Gemara, the the end of Amit Beis, 33, the bottom of side 2, the Gemara tells us, when Rebbe Shimon Ba Yechai came out of the cave, he looked for something to fix the world with to purify a way that could not go that way from here we see therefore his complete office is so he was devoted full-heartedly to help a fellow Jew even if it mad if it Ma'amant delving into halakha to an extent where he can almost twist it so that a person should be Potter. Ukiday Ura Bishima in the Gimmaribrach is again taftesamiral says mechalovak. It is fit. To rely on Shimon in the time of need, shall Agolus and Hakeshes and and therefore ultimately bring about the mitzvah of We've spoken in the past about Mount Haytan and the holy Tanah of Shimen. Who says, If the halacha was according to him, the entire world would be putter from any kind of din. Very powerful statement. It's worth repeating. There's a Yamarah Mesech the Shabbos. It's a Mishnah. Two people did something together in Malacha B'Shavas. They carried a piano from one Rishos to the other. They took it out and they put it down in Rishos Rabb. This one could not do it himself, and this one could not do it himself. The opinions are all say that they are both culpable. Stands up the lone Rav Shimon and says, Potter. If neither was capable of doing it on their own, they are potter," says Rav Shimon. To what do we compare this? The famous bank robbery was pulled off by a blind man and a cripple. Big robbery. The blind man put the cripple on his shoulders and the cripple guided him. Turn right, turn left. With the cripple on his shoulders, The cripple demanded all the money. The blind man held the bag. They filled up the bag. They left the bank and they went their own ways. They went home to each other's homes, proper homes. blind man dropped off the cripple, and he tapped his way home. They looked at the videos and they saw the blind man and the cripple. They immediately identified them and they came to their houses prospectively respectively. They come to the cripple, they knock on the door, and he says, oh, come in. They say, it's the police. He says, the door's open. I can't get up to open the door every time someone comes. I can't walk. <laughs> they come in. You're under arrest. This is me for what? For robbing the bank. He says, Mishiga. How can I rob a bank? I can't even get up off the floor. I'm a cripple. I can't walk. They went to the blind man's house. And they come in and they say, you're under arrest. So What for? Robbing a bank. Robbing a bank? I can't even see the bank. How can I rob the bank if I don't even know where it is? They didn't know what to do. They went to the judge and they told the judge. His bank robbery was pulled off. He says he can't walk, and he says he can't see. The judge says, bring them both to court. They bring them both to court. The judge says, put the blind man on the, put the cripple on the blind man's shoulders. They put the cripple on the blind man's shoulders and said, Now arrest him. That entity with the cripple on the blind man's shoulders, arrest them. Because that's the team that did the robbery. <laughs> but in essence, they couldn't charge each one individual. And and holds. That when Achameh Vesem Shonah comes to the Maila, the Neshama comes to the Maila, and the Neshama Taheda stands before Bez and Shamaila, and they say, The Shama Taheda, you did an Aveda. He looks at the Abish, he looks at the Bez and Shomayla and says, Are you kidding me? Me? Aveda? How can I do an Aveda? I'm Chelik and the Kaaba mamash. I'm part of God. <laughs> Conspiracy, yeah. Leave it to the uh, IRS to come up with that answer. A conspiracy. Nishama Tahira says, I could not do an Aveda, I can't see, I can't. I'm part of God, I'm a piece of God. How could I possibly do a sin? But there's a video, there's a live video. Maila that shows that this Averia was committed. So He says, Hey, look, look, look. You don't see me, the Neshama, you, you see the gulf, the body. So, Reza Neshamaayla takes a bunch of messengers and they go down the Mata and they come to the grave. And they bang on the grave and they say, Get up. You have to pay for your averis. <laughs> the group says, "Excuse me, don't you know?" It says, "Adam they may offer v'sayfei offer." Man comes from earth and returns to earth. I can't do any averis. I'm I'm dirt. Look, I'm sitting here in a grave. What I what? What are you keeping me here? What are you trying to put on me here? Zog Reb Haytan to Reb Shimon, He couldn't do it himself, and he couldn't do it himself. And Reb Shimon says, in such a case, I hold potter. Just like by Shabbos, I say it's potter, I say here it's potter as well. And therefore, if the halacha was according to me, says, the whole world would be potter from din because I say the neshama can't do an Aveda and the guf can't do an Aveda on its own. And therefore, everyone would be potter. <laughs> and this was the mission of Rabbi Shimon by Yechai, to purify, to elevate the world to such a level of Abbas role. What does Rabbi Shimon by do for the Jewish nation? that affects us until today. He gave us the hidden parts of Tera, previous Tayra. He revealed to us the Tera's Haseid. He wrote the Sefer HaZaya. And from there began to reveal many secrets of Tera. In order to fulfill the world, to fill the world with the Kedusha and with the great spirituality we find in a, a story in the Medrash one of the Talmidim of Rabbi Shimon went out to Chutz Laretz and became very wealthy he traveled out of Eretz and became very wealthy needless to say as holy and as spiritual as the Tamidim of Rabbi Shimon were they were jealous Tells us the Medrash. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was concerned of the jealousy of his other students. <speaking in Hebrew> he took them out. His teacher took out the students to a valley next to Miron. <speaking in Hebrew> and he called out, "Biko, Biko!" His Mali din Rezov! Valley, valley, fill up with g- coins of gold. Immediately the entire valley was full. students, <speaking in Hebrew> Take what you want. But you should know, whatever you take, you're taking part of your Ilam Haba. they all stepped back nobody took nobody touched it because nobody was willing to sell their Elam Haba they'll live the life they live here in this world but they will not give up their Elam Haba for that this sipur, this story shows us the special Strengths strength of Reb Shimon Ba Yechai. is somebody that truly lived up to the concept of keeping score at home, it's like the Shabbos, Yir Aleph, Amir Aleph, on side, page 11, side 1, and the Yemite calls him Teirosoi U His Teira was his whole job, that was his whole essence, his whole involvement, his whole facht. (laughs) Ha And I can't find the word in English. His craft. Got it. His craft. Which means to say his entire essence was involved in Teda. And Teda, he found, was the entire, was the, the source of everything spiritually and physically in the world. And God can can guarantees that if you keep, if the Jews keep the entire Torah, they will have all the physical things they need in the world. In a flowing way. Peace, blessing, and everything else they need. Unfortunately, in this time of Golos, we don't see this so much. We don't see so much the connection of the study of Teda and the Shefa of life. Of the person living in the world of riches because he's sitting and studying Teda. That's what Golos is all about. It hides the truth. But the truth to be told, Teda is the source of everything good and brings all blessings down. And therefore in the time of the Gula when the truth will be revealed there will be plentitude in the world. It's not only a result of the learning of Teda but this will be the ultimate. The greatness of Rav ba Yechai was just that. His entire essence, his entire existence was Tata. And therefore the destruction and the exile didn't affect him. had no effect on him in truth, in truth value. He saw truth. He saw the spirituality at a level, at a height where everything was only the truth. We wanted to show therefore his students the truth and the value and the strength of Teda he showed them that the valley could fill with gold coins. The strength of Shemba Yachai was with this, he was able to reveal in the time of Golis, in the time of exile, when the world is hidden, when and godliness is hidden, he was able to reveal to them the true point, essence of God. And this was done through the Gilia Primius Atayra, revealing the Primius Atayra, which was much needed in order to make the world physically able to stand. And therefore he was able to give this over for many future, for all the future generations until today, through learning his Theta. Especially the inner secrets of Taylor, as they're revealed by all the Nasiyah Chasidis. And they reveal them into the world of godliness, till we see how they come into the physical world. So, this generation more so, the generation of the Mashiach coming, the Zayah says that the day, this is almost like the beginning of the day, the Shabbishim through our involvement in and spreading the Teda, we we'll re- will have a revelation of all the Hashpois, all the effects, until the Tev Hanideh hanigla V'Gashmi Yis until physically we will see the greatness revealed within it. I want to just switch over for a moment to talk about today. Lama Nigara is later a Pasuk in Bamidbar, but a story that takes place that brings about the mitzvah of Pesach Sheni, the second opportunity to offer Pesach sacrifice. Understand that when the people that did not were not able to bring the carbon Pesach did not bring the carbon Pesach, God didn't say, "Okay, those who couldn't bring it today, bring it a month from now." It was only when they presented their case to Moshe and said loma nigora why should we be deprived of this mitzvah only then was this parsha of pesach sheni mitzvah of pesach sheni offered uh, not only offered added to the teda. but it's ultimately really it's an anomaly it's not an it's not a normal part of the tail, It's not a normal mitzvah of the tail, It's an animal, an amali. As it's called, all of the mitzvahs were characterized by obedience, and we follow what God instructs. Pesach Sheni is different. Pesach Sheni comes about because people insisted. They didn't want to be restricted. They didn't want to lose out on this mitzvah. So they approach Mesha and they beg him not to deprive them of the offer, of offering the sacrifice. On what basis do they have to make this request? If God didn't communicate this and say, those who didn't do it the first time have a later occasion to do it a second time, Why did they even think that they were still obligated? But so much so that once they asked for it, they were given the extra day. They were given this extra chance. The lesson that we take from this is, when a Jew senses that he's being deprived of an opportunity that's associated with teta and mitzvahs, he shouldn't just complacently accept it. And say, okay, I'm potter. I'm potter from the Mitzvah. He has to demand, why am I being deprived? And if you keep in score at home, everything is in the hands of everything is in the hands of heaven except for fear of heaven. This God waits for a person to be able to develop on his own, to bring about on his own. And when a person demonstrates his genuine desire to connect with God through Teh Mitzvahs, God gives him an opportunity to make the connection that he seeks. So here, when these people were deprived of this mitzvah, they didn't complacently sit on their hands and say, I was okay, I'm alright, I didn't have to do it, because I was potter. Truth to be told, they were tamad and nefesh, they couldn't bring up the cut, they couldn't do it, they couldn't do it. But no, they wanted to do it, and this ultimately caused a lot of problems for later, by the way, just for the record, <laughs> it was a nice thing at the time, and it made a new mitzvah, and the whole pasha, and the tana. But it caused great problems because later, the next year, when there was no carbon pesach, nobody came screaming and yelling. Why is there no carbon pesach? And the next carbon pesach was only when the Jews went into Eretz itself. and the Almighty was not happy with that, with that choice of, of action. The Almighty wanted to know why is nobody complaining? But the question is also where were those people? The people that screamed Lomani Gara and had, and had pesach sheni instituted for them. Where were they the next year when they didn't bring the carbon paste? Why didn't they come screaming? Alright, I don't think you'll find the answer on Google. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'd love an answer. Let us jump for a moment, at least, to the Pasha. Pasha's Emer. Emer alakem Via Marta aleim, says the Pasik. Emer... Tell them the amartalam and tell them why amar the amarta. why repetition of the words and rashi the famous Rashi Hazir, Gidelim al Haktanim? To warn, to teach, to enlighten the on Al Ictanim, the elders and the young. What is the first mitzvah talking about Shrayatamulames? The Kayin may not become impure to a dead person. But it says it in a double fashion. Emer Via Marta. What's the double ocean, Emer Marta? To teach us. As we just said, Lahazir Gidail Malaktan. And what is the word Lahazir? First of all, this is not the only time the Teda commands the elders to teach their children. scored home that one fourteen side one. This thing was said three times to teach educate the children. One why the eating of shkatsum of eating um, vermin another the eating and drinking blood and the third where the Kahanim are not allowed to become impure to the Tommy Mace. What do these three points have in common? Why are these three points so valuable to the concept of Chinuch, of education? Each one of them must have <coughs> place in the mind of the actual educator to give him doubts that the educator himself falls into questionable problems and therefore the tater needs to give an injection here and say and teach them and show us how we need to educate this to the children properly the idea of not eating bugs Person's person is disgusted by it. I mean, generally, Mishnah Hadeus. Perikir Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Finding a half a worm in your apple. Exactly. There you go. We got the exact reaction. So the person, the thought of eating worms... Ew, Disgusting! Eating blood, drinking blood, the truth was in the olden days. They did. <laughs> and I've told this before, I once merited to see in Venezuela, the jogger, the, the uh, training uh, athlete, came into the slaughterhouse, and after the sheikh had slaughtered the animal, the neck was still being held open, he took a cup, he dipped it into the open neck, and he took blood, and he drank it. He was jogging as he was drinking it. This was giving him the strength, it was going through all his sinews and all his... But the people were used to eating and drinking blood. And as far as becoming tame to tame Mace... This is something that common sense has to dictate to us, to tell us. So therefore we have three major points here in education. Firstly, a concept where a person thinks I have nothing to offer. I'm a nothing. I'm I'm a bug. I eat bugs. And therefore how can I possibly give over how can I possibly? What value? What message do I have to educate? The Taylor tells us that even ha'ikhul even a person that's eating bugs, the Taylor says you have an obligation to teach the children. Therefore, there is something within you that you need to soul search to find that you can give over to the children. Then you have those that say a person that's not yet used to not going in the in the bad path. And if it happened already once, and he turned over his way and he went to the wrong way, I have nothing to offer the child tells us the Teirah again. That B'nai Yisrael were a gilim and shtufim. They were as if they were eating and drinking blood all the time. The, also a very low level. And tells us the Teirah still in all, you have a chayv, chinuch to educate. And not only will the education Teach the child, but even more, it will teach the teacher. From all my students I've learned, and from my students the more. From all I learned, I, I educated. From my students, I learned the most. Then you have those who feel only things that really make sense can I educate today's generation. The generation asks too many questions. If I don't have the proper message, I, I can't give it over. If a person needs, if a person complains that he himself wavers in his emunah, And therefore, what can I offer? Tader comes forth and says, By Tumazkehanim. Who understands what's going on over here, becoming Tommy." But still in all, they have to be careful not to. And this is the obligation of Chinuch. To teach that also in things that muna help Chinuch. You can never raise your hands in despair when it comes to chinuch. And this is the panemius of the heart of each and every Jew. He believes and his chinuch only to help to reveal the true belief from the inner soul, inner parts of the soul. And when Teda and affects affect us in any which way form or fashion, it's not just a lesson something that's possible but actually a commandment that a person needs to command oneself one needs to dig, dig deep down and to bring up his strengths his inner strengths to bring across a mitzvah and a Baruch Hu never asks a person something that's beyond his reach and therefore we know that if it's requested from you, it's your mission, and you need to do it. Let us focus a little bit on Pirkei Ovis, Pering Dalit, Mishnah Yudbeis, talking about Chinuch. Rabbi Elazar ben Shamua Eimer. Rabbi Elazar ben Shamua says, Yichvei Talmidicho, the student's honor should be dear to you Keshalokh as your own honor and the friend's honor as important as the awe and respect you have for your teacher but the great awe that you have for your respect for your teacher, Khma. Should be like that of the Almighty God. There are many different halachas that describe the honor due to a teacher of Torah. You may not argue with them. You must speak, act respectfully when learning with them. You may not call a teacher by his first name. You may not sit in his seat. (coughs) (coughs) Shekhanada has a whole slew of Hilches Rabbi how to act and behave in front of your Rebbe your teacher Tachnun Davening, Tfilis all these things standing on their place when the Apostle says you should fear God your God why do you say "s"? It's just a Hashem The word "s" is there to add your teachers as well. The fact that it comes with the command to fear God shows that respect for teachers should be similar to respect to Hashem. It's like Yeshua and Moshe. The way Moshe treated Yeshua When they were preparing for the war with Amalek he told Yeshua bukharlunu He doesn't say bukharli anashim choose people for me An, anashim choose for us people addressing Yeshua as an equal to him for us to do this and therefore we learn from Yeshua how to respect the teacher. When Eldad and Medad spoke out against Moshe, Yeshua was so distraught that he asked Moshe to destroy them. He says they sinned against God for talking against Moshe. The Mishnah said made it abuk made a shemayim. Arguing with the teacher of Taida is like arguing with Hashem. If you become angry with a teacher, it's like becoming angry at Hashem. And when you doubt a teacher, it's your doubting Hashem. So the teacher has the equal akrayas. The actually, the medish says that revering Talmud Chachamim brings a person to have more Yerish Become more God-fearing. Because by fearing and revering the Talmud Chacham, you're not revering him as a person, you're revering the Torah that he stands for. Who is Elazar ben Shemua? Elazar ben is a student of Rabbi Akiva. He's one of the five Talmud that got Smicha from Yehuda ben Baba. Baba. Whenever the Mishnah quotes Rabbi Elazar, without specifying which one, it refers to Eliezer ben Shamwa. He was one of the main teachers of Rebbe. And Rebbe, wrote the Mishnah, quotes many things in his name. Rabbi Elazar once decided to travel to learn from Yehuda ben Beceda, who lived outside of Eretz Yisrael. When he reached Sidon, The pain of leaving a was too strong for him to bear. He tore his clothes, cried out, Living in a is equivalent to keeping all the mitzvahs, and he turned back. Every amma of the Besmedash was occupied by six people squeezed together. Each one of them determined not to miss a word of the lecture that Rabbi Elizabeth said. And Elizabeth and Shamua, here's the good news, folks, lived to be 105 years old. I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm. And in that 105 years never said one unkind word to anyone. Don't try me. He also fasted for 80 years. When he asked what he did to deserve a shalom life, he answered three things: <coughs> he never used the besmedes as a shortcut; he came early, sat outside to avoid having to step over students' heads to reach the front; and he never gave birchas kahanim without saying a bracha first. He was a kohen. Ebalaz Shemua was one of the ten. Asar it was Erev Shabbos when the order was given to execute him. He was in the middle of Kiddush when he reached the words and With the word Elegim on his lips, he was brutally killed. And a bus call rang out from heaven, Fortunate are you a loser? You resembled Hashem in his life, and whose soul departed with Hashem's name on his lips. After the twenty four thousand students of Reikiba were wiped out, Abelaza was one of the five survivors. When he saw the devastating results of disrespecting people, Abelaza teaches about the importance of properly honoring your colleague and therefore it's that Mishnah that we chose to start to, to cite today. story is told I can't give you the accuracy accuracy of it a woman came to the Maya with a terrible dilemma one of the Rehmeya students married her in a way that was unlockingly problematic she didn't know who it was she couldn't marry anyone else since she was married needed to get she didn't know who she had to get from they may want to help her, but they also didn't want to embarrass any of his students. So he came up with an amazing strategy to free her. He wrote out a get for her in his own name. And as soon as he wrote a get in his name, with his name in the get, all his students felt the obligation to do the same. So they all wrote the same thing. <laughs> they wrote get with their name in it. No. So they all wrote a name, get with their name in it. Somebody there had to be one of the students. And therefore he was able to divorce her according to Allah without revealing his identity. Again we're missing out I guess on Saita of the idea of how the woman needs to behave properly so she does not fall into the words into to the mouth, into to the thought of being a Saita. There's also a lesson from Pasha's Emer, teaches us how we need to talk, and we need to know that every word is counted, and every word is accounted for, and every word that we say should be directed in one special direction, which is that we want Mashiach now, we want Geula now, and we should merit this very Shabbos to the Geula HaAmitas being B'Yerushalayim Yerak Kedesh the Mashiach at Cain of the Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom to all.